What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Danny Green here, and coming up on Inside the Green Room, get a chance to chop it up with one of my homies and former teammate, Andre Drummond. Talk about his new home, what it's like to be a center in today's NBA. Also, what it's going to be like to set off face-to-face -face in Philly, Sixers Nets, this Thursday night. Let's get into it. We're back with more Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford, and we are joined by Danny, one of our initial guests when we first started the show. Yeah, think, man. One I, of I the first. Trey was episode yeah. three. Yeah. Yo, my dog. <laughs> welcome back, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you taking the time, man. It's a blast from the past. Uh, I said early in stages, you were one of the very first supporters of the pod, man. So we appreciate you always, my dog. Um, we're going to get into the nitty gritty a little bit. We're going to talk about, we're going to go back to the day of the trade, trade deadline. What were you hearing? What was your mind? What was going through your mind? Take us, you know, your approach of what was was happening and going down hours before the deadline had hit. You know, I didn't really know what was going on. All I know is when I came into practice and Doc was like, just get shots up and go home. I was like, something big is going to happen. But did I know, did I know it was going to be me? No. And, you know, just reading the, all the trade rumors and, you know, seeing my name being bounced around, I'm like, man, there's there's no way. I was like, for what? What are you gonna trade for me for? Like, uh, it should be great. <laughs> but you know, I stayed optimistic, so I got my workout in. And then when I finished, I remember just sitting in my locker, and I remember you and I were just you know shooting the shit, going back and forth, and saying, you know, if it's the last day, brother, you know, good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, good to play with you this time and third. And I know I went around the locker room adapt up uh, some of the other guys, but I didn't really know that was gonna be the last time I did it though. So it definitely Bruh. was. It was crazy because right when you left, as soon as you left, Ferk was like, yo, the trade happened. We got James Harden. I was like, okay, what do we give up for him? They were like, Seth, a couple for rounders, picks, and drum. I was like, damn, we gave up drum? I was like, I was like did he know? Because he just gave it. Like, I just had a whole good heartily hold dap. You know what I'm saying? A little like, I might yeah. not see you again. I'm like, did he know? I'm like, damn, he must have known. But I guess you had no idea until yeah, after the news dropped. And at that point, I was like, because there's not many backup bigs in this league that do what you do for the price that you do it for. And at that point, I was like, damn, I think we gave up too much. Obviously, James is great. But I'm like, where are we going to find another big that can do what you do? As soon as you get over there, you guys are hooping. You and Seth balling, beat Milwaukee. You got, you know, 15 and 17. I'm like, man, you can't find another big like that with, with drum, man, at, at that price. So, um I was a little upset about it. I wasn't happy about it. It was sad to see you go. We do miss you on the side. Um, but, you know, things are going well for you guys. Things are going well for us right now. Figuring out how we're going to incorporate DeAndre. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, I'm glad to see that you're doing well in New York. You know, you're back. I appreciate that. Flourishing. You know, you got Steve Nash. You got some good people around you. How is it playing with those guys? How is the dynamic of that now? You know, it's a little crazy because obviously, you know, Kyrie can't play home games. So it's kind of it's fun and like kind of difficult to like prepare for, you know, both spectrums. Cause you know, when he's on the floor, he's a drastic change for our team. Like he makes things a lot easier, you know, obviously the caliber player that he is. And, you know, just like when he's not there, it's like got to try to find a whole new, you know, chemistry with other guys that are playing in his role and, you know, playing those minutes that he isn't there for. Um, but, you know, so it's been, it's been fun. You know, those guys have done a great job of really picking up the slack when he's not playing. Uh, a lot of the younger guys have stepped up and been great for us. Um, and then with the addition of Kevin now and then Kyrie coming back, and hopefully the mandate is up on the on the seventh. He can play the thirteenth at home. 
um, just just exciting, exciting to play with those guys. I mean, just you know, those caliber of guys that I'm playing with, you know, KD and Kyrie Irving. I mean, that's a big man's, you know, greatest team. Like that's <laughs> those are shots you can go get clean, you can clean up and get and get uh, get makes for. So, you know, I think when we figure out the chemistry of our team, we'll be we'll be fine. You play with some great players, bro. You played obviously in LA. You were in Detroit, Cleveland. Some uh, young potential great guys. Some older guys that have Hall of Famers. What what is it like with KD, and where do you rank him in like your your top five of players to play with? Fun K- Kyrie as well. You know what it was like playing with those two guys because I, I think they're Hall of Famers in my book. So I, I agree. I think uh, you know those two are definitely in my top five for sure of caliber players I've played with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's just it's just crazy because you know you we played against them so much, you know, in our lifetime, in our career. So to like see them day in and day out, see the work they put in and see the type of uh, grind they put into their games. I think just watching those guys like Katie and Kyrie and seeing their grind and like the work they put into, to be the players that they are, it's just like, it's admirable. Like sometimes I'll finish working out, I'll just ride the bike and just watch these dudes work out. Like, man, mm-hmm. these motherfuckers is good, man. They're pretty damn good. And it's, it's fun to watch. And especially just to see it translate to the court and playing with them game after game and just seeing like all the work they put in be so effortless for them in the game. It's uh, it's amazing to see. For sure. I've been, we've both been spoiled. I've been spoiled. I've seen a lot of greats work. Um, Timmy, I've seen Bron, Kawhi, AD, all those guys with Joel. He does a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So you don't get a chance to see him at his work. You know what I'm saying? But when I seen James come in and how much work he puts in and I'm like, yo, this is year 13 for me. I know it's year 13. He came out the same year. So I'm like, it's year 13 for you too, bro. I know you're a couple of years younger than me, but you might want to save some for tomorrow. Like the workouts he does, I'm like, bro, you you just got here. He's like, no, nah, I need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think it kind of like he's brushing off on Joe a little bit. So Joe, you can see Joe doing more in not because he always does it behind. It. He does more in the practice and before and after practice. Now where you see him actually um, getting a little more intense with it. You know what I'm saying? So it is interesting to see some of these stars operate on a day-to-day, how they do things, how they carry themselves. So it's dope. Um, and I wanted to, before I ask you this next question, I want to clear some things up. We had a last pod. We talked, of course, about the Ben situation, the whole trade and everything. And I just mentioned the dynamic of him not being around as much and you guys not be able to operate or interact with him as much, you and Seth. This year, Seth obviously had no problem. I didn't say there was drama or beef. People took it as I thought there was beef between him and Seth. I did not say that. I just said... There wasn't as much of a cordialness because he wasn't around and we didn't speak to him as much. I was wondering how the dynamic of that is now since the trade. Because I've seen you guys actually get a chop. Now you get a chance to know him a little bit because I know in this atmosphere it was not good for him. What is it like now being able to interact and operate with him um, on the sideline and the bench now? You know, Ben is great. I mean, he's uh, an incredible talent, obviously. I haven't got a chance to play with him yet. And just the experience, you know, people ask me the same question they ask me, like, what's it like being with them? I was like, honestly, I never knew him when he was in Philly. I never played with him when he was in Philly. So I can honestly give a fuck less what he did while he was there. Like, he's my teammate now, and, he, and he's normal. Like, I, I I talk to him every day. Like, he's a normal dude. I mean, he, there was a path that he wanted to go on, and he stuck to it. I mean, you can't be mad at a guy for, you know, holding his hat to that. He said he was going to stick to one thing, and he did it. Whether, yeah. you know, people like it or not, it is what it is. It's, that's your choice. But, I mean, he play, he's with us now. I mean, he's ready to come back and play, so. Yeah. Looking forward to being on the same court as them. I figured he'd be a different so, person there than here. So I figured y'all would have like some good. And I know y'all have similar 
interests off the court. I feel like, you know, I feel like y'all would get along off the court. So I knew that would, and him and Seth, I don't know if they do kind of, if Seth's got kids, homebody, not saying that you don't have kids on homebody, but I know like you'll go out to eat restaurants or do a little more, you'll interact with teammates. Seth stays to himself a little more, uh, you're a little more social. So I figured like y'all would kind of, you know, interact that way, connecting that, 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 you know what I'm saying, aspect of it. So um, I was interested to see how that was, man. So I know like, for example, Ben was in the locker room at times, but obviously not there all the time. Um, I wonder, so now you guys are on the same team. What was that first interaction like? Because I know because he was there, it might have been, it felt awkward, felt icy at times, but even you see them, even though you guys never seen the court on e with each other at any time. What was that first interaction when you guys both became Brooklyn Nets? Who approached who? Take us behind the scenes if you could. Um, yeah, with that, I mean, like I said before, I mean, the, the way he was in Philadelphia, you know, seeing him like every now, every now and again coming to the locker room, you know, I'll still go out of my way and say what's up to him. I mean, I, I know him off the court, so he didn't do shit to me. So I don't have any, I don't have any like feelings towards any of that. So, you know, when I saw him uh, in Brooklyn, when we first got there, you know, I, I got him up. He was like, you know, ready to play. You know, he's excited to be here. And, you know, he's happy that he's playing with me. So to myself in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, this motherfucker is normal. Okay, so he's just yeah. – <laughs> like, he is normal. Like, he's, he's a cool dude, man. Very, very fun to talk to. Uh, loves the game. And, you know, he's excited to, to step on the court again and play, play the game that he loves the way that he knows how to. So, you know, just the interaction with him has been great. Been great yeah. overall. I can kind of um, relate to it a little bit. It was just like you haven't – when Kawhi, we left San Antonio, like he wasn't around as much toward the end of that. And not that we had a falling out or anything, but I just had to see him or embrace him. Um, and we got traded together. So I hadn't seen him like all that summer, all that year until we both showed up in Toronto yeah. right before like physicals. And it's like, oh, shit, what's up, bro? Like, everything good? <laughs> like, and you want to ask a bunch of questions of like, yo, what happened? Or like, I had a, I had a bunch of questions. I had a bunch of questions, bro. And I just never asked him. I was like, yeah, no, you just my wait. Business, and I don't yeah. care. <laughs> like, yo, I got questions I want to ask you, bro, but I'm just going to make sure we good first. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. We here now. Let's do this. You know what I'm saying? So I <laughs> said what up to him, embraced him. And then, you know, as the year went on, I was like trying to inquire, like, yo, yo, what, what, something that happened because I didn't know it was good. Like, people think that we know about each other's business yeah and like we're each other's assistants oh where's quiet where's timmy what does he do it is i don't know what he does in his at <laughs> home it's his like, free time i see him on the court and we don't pry into each other's business like that unless we're playing cards and then we'll ask some questions but we still don't get into people's personal business yeah so i never asked him like you know what happened or knew what was going on behind the scenes with the doctors or medical staff or the coaching staff that's their private private business and if he wants to mm -hmm. share it with us it's on him so, you know, people ask that all the time, but I never knew, like, what was the issue. So it was like, I never got around to asking him, and I never really did ask him. Um, <clears throat> to this day, I don't I have no idea, you know what I'm saying? But I've heard through other people, we've had some conversations with groups, like small groups, and, like, overheard little bits and pieces of it. But I would never boldly ask him, like, yo, what the hell happened in, in, in San Antonio? You know, like, yeah, what, what, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's not my business. We continue to play basketball. We win games. We won a couple That's of championships. That's it. For us, all that matters. Speaking of playing basketball, Danny, with Drum now, I know you have to be excited, obviously, to play with KD and play with Kyrie. I think for you, and Danny and I were talking about this during the offseason, I think it was almost a travesty that you ended up being the backup big for Joel Embiid. I'm sure you enjoyed your time with Joel, but you're a starting center in this league. Um, how much are you relishing that opportunity again to, to start and, and potentially compete for a championship as a starting center? 
Yeah, it's definitely uh, fun to be back in that position again. Uh, definitely had a, a lot of fun, you know, playing in Philadelphia. I love the city of Philadelphia. Uh, you know, I definitely appreciate Doc for giving me the opportunity to play. Uh, regardless of what my role was, he gave me a chance to showcase myself to where, you know, teams want me again. And, you know, just happy to be in a situation to play uh, in Brooklyn, having Kyrie, Katie, and, you know, the rest of our guys, Ben, both Seth is there too. So just a chance to, you know, put our best foot forward and try to win a championship. So, so drum. So I, I was thinking about it too. So last year, you get the buyout from Cleveland, you end up going to the Lakers. And I'm like, man, they just picked up Andre Drummond. They are stacked over there. Mm-hmm. And obviously the injury to, to AD in the playoffs, obviously LeBron wasn't 100% in the playoffs. And you, if they're healthy, you could have won. You could have been a champion with the Lakers. Uh, how much did you do you think about how that season went negatively from an injury standpoint and how things could have been different? Because I just... I assume when a guy signs to the Lakers, especially you coming off the buyout, you expect it to potentially win there and then go back and potentially to Pete because yeah. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are there. Yeah, I think what that, I mean, those are just things that we can't foresee. Uh, there are fortunate situations that, you know, happened to our team during that time just with the injuries. I uh, enjoyed my time while I was out there. I think I learned a lot from, you know, from Brian AD, uh, the coaching staff. You know, I picked up a lot of different gems that I, you know, put into my game to what I use in today. But, you know, definitely was just uh, unfortunate the way the season ended for us. Uh, you know, going into that situation, you know, obviously, like you said, expecting to, you know, make it far in the playoffs, whether we win or just make it to the finals or whatever comes from that situation. And uh, just losing the first round was uh, tough. It was tough. But uh, I, can sure. I, got, I can say I got two playoff wins <laughs> out, of my, out of my three that I've been in. I'm sure you'll get a lot more this year. Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Bisson. And if you love sports the way I do, the people, the passion, then you'll enjoy my podcast, In Conversation, every Thursday. I've drawn from 45 years of covering all sports with people like Billie Jean King and David Duchovny and the merry prankster himself, Bill Walton. I have reached the top of the mountain. I am having a conversation with Leslie Bisson. My hero. So please listen and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. You said you love Philly, Philly fans, the city of Philly. Of course, they they love you. They miss you here. Um, we'd love to. I'm sure they'd be honored to have you back again at some point, any point in your career. Um, before you got here, though, I know you. I do know you shared some interesting stories about the battles between you and Joel and how the fans treated you before you got here. <laughs> Give us a small take on that of some of the hate mail you used to get? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I say this in every interview, uh, you know, that I do about Philadelphia, just being the opposer that playing against Philadelphia is not very fun. I can tell you that right now. Uh, there's, there's been times I played in Philadelphia and I would hear like different comments and, uh, and there's different things that people would say to me. I'm like, damn, you really have a strong hatred for, for me. I don't even know you. Like, how, how, do you how do you feel this way about me? You don't even know who I am. Like, like I, it's crazy to me, but, you know, to be on the other side and be uh, be a player for them, like, the love overflow, you know, they they appreciate hardworking players. They appreciate guys that go out there and, you know, put their, their hard hat on and play hard and just the love. Blue-collar that guys. Blue-collar yeah, guys. Was, but was there an incident that you and Joel had where they were threatening you because of – Oh yeah, Something. the play, the play in the play in Detroit when Blake had fifty, and I got uh-huh. ejected because he, 
I think he like flopped on a play where I swung my arm back and it, it kicked me out. And I remember, I remember going to Instagram the next morning. I never looked at night of games because like I liked it mentally, like the de- like decompress from, from shit. So I never looked, I never looked at night of the games. I always looked the next day or the day, the following day. So I remember looking and I was looking at my DMs, it's a bunch of Sixer fans, like six or chick, 66, Sixer guy fan, like 200, like this, this crazy, crazy Sixer fans just saying, next time you come to Philly, you better watch out. We're going to throw stuff at you or, you know, if we see you outside your hotel, we're going to jump you. <laughs> so, fans are nuts, man. Yeah, Philly so fans just, are nuts. Just, just wild, man. I, I, I love it, though. I love it. The passion. Like, you can't have a... You can't have any hate for, for Philadelphia fans. They're, they're passionate about their teams. Uh, they're passionate about their players. And, you know, they show love and they show hate to people that aren't riding with them. Since you brought that up, Drum, uh, I know Steve Nash had remarked uh, on Sunday that Ben Simmons will be traveling with you guys. It's all, all in all likelihood, he's not playing. You know, I'm not answering uh, that question. He, <laughs> <laughs> that just, I, 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 had, I had to ask. I had to ask. What would you, can I ask you this? What would you tell him? Would you advise him to come to the? I know he's probably not playing. Would you advise him to come to the game and be in that arena on the bench as somebody who's who's had to deal with Philadelphia fans as an opposing player? I will say this, and I'm going to leave it at this. What okay. Ben Simmons decides to do is what he decides to do. Would I love for him to be on the bench? Absolutely. Will he do it? I have no idea. I'm not sure what his plan is. I know he's rehabbing and doing all the stuff for his back. So that could be a reason why he doesn't come out of the locker room for the game. But at the end of the day, he's traveling. And if he comes out, he comes out. If he doesn't, we don't lose sleep over it. On to bigger and better things. Um, the music side of things, man. Last time we had you, you dropped an album. Um, Correct. Do you have any other new music in the works? Any music coming out? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really doing much of music till the season ends. You know, I'm, I got my heart. I got my heart hat on right now. Just uh, keep my head down and just trying to work as hard as I can. Can people still stream that album? People can still pick the yeah, album up on. It's, yeah, on, it's, yeah. on it's on iTunes, Apple. Yeah, it's, still it? there. it's still there. FYI too. Okay. Uh, still there. Still get getting people. into the because this is a trivia question I got for you. So we're getting into the music first. First question. I have two questions. Give me your top five artists right now. Uh, top five artists currently. Uh, Little Derek, Chris Brown, uh, Baby. Mm-hmm. Little Baby, I'm assuming. Yes. Or the or, 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 or Baby. No, nah, Little Baby. Lil baby. <laughs> okay. uh, future, and then uh, J. Cole. All right. I'm surprised you didn't put this young gentleman that's about to ask you about. We went on the road. We were in Detroit. We had at a restaurant. We had VIP section, and a gentleman who served us put on his music video. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> trying to sell, trying to sell you his demo, son, at the restaurant. Do you remember the gentleman's, the young gentleman's name? You know what? I can't remember the song, name, but I, I, I remember the song. I remember. What was the song? What was the song called? Oh, what's the song? <laughs> I know it's like a really, really bad video, very bad quality. I think he was like in a Jeep or some shit like that. Uh, it was something with it was drugs, though. Something with drugs. It was with drugs. It was catchy. <laughs> it was catchy, but it was not something that anybody would play on the radio. But the uh, the dude the dude came in and he was very uh, very confident about his stuff, and that's what I respect about people when they do approach when they, when you get a chance to approach somebody. 
you know, be yeah. confident with your shit. And <laughs> not only did he tell us about it, we didn't know he was putting the video up on the TV. Because mm-hmm. he was like, yo, I'm going to show you. I'm like, all right, cool. But the TV wasn't working. So I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. So we just go back to our conversation. And all of a sudden, the video just starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he has us all watching. Yeah, we were trying to play Bluetooth music. We couldn't get our Bluetooth work, couldn't get the music work. He's like, no, nah, I got you. I got a channel for y'all. Put on his own music. Put on his own mix. He put it I on. Am. So, so I'm, watching, I'm watching the video. The video is, is raunchy. It's, it's a raunchy video. <laughs> it's a raunchy video. And it was cool, though. It was a bop, though. Like, it was a song. It, it, had, you a, it had a nice... You could nod your head to. Like, the flow was yeah. cool. The hook was nice, too. But yep, the stuff he was a, saying... It was a little wild. The thing in the song was a little difficult to, to stomach, but it it was uh it was it had a good beat. It had a little catchy hook, and it was pretty. It was funny, man, because it was a it was an ongoing joke for a while and the rest of the night at dinner. But uh, he was confident, man. A big shout out to that young gentleman. I, I forget his yeah. name. I forget the name of the song too, man. But uh, that's the only one funny story I could think of. When we were on the road, just out of nowhere, dude. It's like a five star restaurant. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a waiter on top of that. <laughs> he's a waiter. He's like, I want you to see how hits. Look at my uh, my music video. And we didn't expect like that kind of song. Drugs, hood, right? <laughs> he's doing music. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, the five star restaurants. <laughs> You're a rapper and a waiter. That's, that's, that's yeah. the hell of a life here. You know? <laughs> uh drum. I'm reading. So I I put on uh, my Twitter here. Uh, reached out to some Sixers fans. I know that we're speaking with you. And one person actually said. I don't want to hear anything from Drummond. Just tell him, thank you for the short time he was here. He seemed to embrace it. Appreciate him. Word. Like, wow. Yeah. Uh, put, put, the, put the hug emoji. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's love. <laughs> which, lead, which, which leads me to think, uh, ask, ask you two questions, actually. Uh, what, why were you so interested in going to the G League games, the Delaware Blue Coats, I found that very fascinating. Oh yeah, I mean, for, for me, like our, our young guys are the you know, our next generation of players. Like I, I never played in the G League, but I never had a, you know, my older guys like come to like my like JV games in high school, things like that. Or, you know, we never that wasn't a thing. Like in other teams I played on, I feel like for me, I've always found a knack for taking in the younger guys, especially younger big men, and. You know, I just always found a love for it. And I, I grew a big bond with uh, with Charles, Paul Reed, Charlie Brown, you know, Miles Powell, you know, shout out to those guys. Uh, I can answer this question for you, man. This is, that is a true statement of who Drum is. And he is not just a supporter of the young guys, but he supports all his teammates. Mind you, he comes on the podcast whenever you need him. He shows up to G League games. When everybody, anybody has something going on, he shows a lot of love to his teammates. And that, to me, shows a true teammate when you show up. You know, he shows up for his guys, young, old, whatever, he's going to be there. And that's why I have no no problems. You know what I'm saying? If he ever asks me to do something, drum, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? I got a bunch of farewell farewell gear before when he left. It's crazy. Um, ironically, and I was wearing a farewell gear when I came back from All-Star break. I got a picture of him in the post-it. Um, but I got some of his gear and support him and his brand. So be sure to go check out his clothing line, the farewell. He has on his Instagram and on social media. You can, you can buy it and his album on iTunes. But Jerome is just an ultimate supporter of his teammates, man. He always shows love. So him going to G League game just shows you who he is, man. And it doesn't surprise me, but it's dope. It's dope to see that he, you know, Paul Reed, Charles Bassey, all the young guys he's there to show up for. I guess that goes that goes into another question I wanted to talk to you about, Drum. Um, so you said you were supporting the young guys like Paul Reed, Charles Bassey. Uh, 
now this NBA that you're in, and Danny and I talk about this all the time, especially during free agency, this free, this NBA that you're in is very different than what the one that you, when you originally entered the league in terms of big men, what they ask big men to do, a lot more important for you to be able to switch on ball screens. They want, you know, to be on the court end of the game. Sometimes they really want you to be a shooter. How are you evaluating your game and how it's matriculating into this new NBA? And do you still feel, I know Danny feels like the three and D player is not appreciated until it actually matters. Do you feel like what you bring to the table is not appreciated the way it should be when it comes to the off season? You know, I think, I think for me as a, as a big man, I've found a way to adapt and adjust to this new style of play uh, was gifted with speed. So I was able to, you know, be able to switch on pick and rolls and trap guys, you know, despite, you know, some of the bigger guys that are slower on pick and rolls, I don't really have that problem. So I've been able to, you know, fly under the radar, but still be, be relevant in the league when it comes to this new style of play. Well, for sure, underappreciated. Um, these guys definitely should be paid a lot more and valued a lot higher, um, especially the fact that he is he's a big body and he's very mobile, man. This guy's a he's a mobile bear out there. And he's <laughs> battling with the bigs, he's switching with the guards, chasing, running transition, and doing all the dirty work. And that, to me, is worth a lot more than the minimum. And they're only looking at those guys now as minimum guys, which makes no sense. But, um, yeah, he's he's very light on his feet and able to adapt and adjust, but it's definitely underappreciated. Drum, I complain about it every offseason. It's like front offices uh, decide to give money to players who have to take 500 dribbles to get their 18 points <laughs> and players like Danny who don't need the ball to score to be effective or to space the floor. They don't get as appreciated much or a player like you who could switch on a pick and roll, which is what every team wants from their big man. Uh, they don't get appreciated. So it's interesting. And rebound the hell out I don't, of the ball. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. And yeah, you can't end a defense. You a part of playing great defense is getting the rebound to end the possession. So yes. I don't know. I don't get it. It's, it's it's madness to me. They don't they don't let me run for an officer's drum. I I'd have one to day. All switch. Them. It's never too late. H one day you might be in the front office. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or uh, let me go through a, a couple other questions I got here from some Sixers fans. Uh, drum has your opinion of Joel Embiid changed since you have been his teammate now. I'm gonna okay, yeah. Um I never had any, you know, people ask me this question, never had any issues with Joel. Uh, I'm just a competitor, and so is he. Uh he likes to talk shit and get on people's skin. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not one to back down, and I think he he understood that. So it always was fun playing against him because he knew I was gonna try to give him my best each and every night, regardless of him having the advantage of being the better offensive player. But he knows I'm gonna keep coming every 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 single time. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying to come for him and play that, the best. That's Joe. He's gonna test you, regardless of who yeah. you are, and pick up and practice. He's gonna see what type of person you are, competitor you are, first before you know what I'm saying he is as a talent. Before he's gonna see what kind of if you can be challenged, if you can take on challenge, regardless of how talented you are, he's gonna see where your mindset is and where your heart is first. And once he sees that, then he'll be like, all right, I can respect this guy. Yeah. So with that. With that, but just being having the time, having the time I did with him, uh, found a new new respect for him. Just how hard he actually really works. Um, it's not just he's big and you know happens to have a soft touch. Like the guy works on his game, works on his body, and does all the necessary things to be the great player that he is. So, you know, my my hats off to him. I uh, respect his game and was uh, honored to play with him. 
one one person referred to you as Drum God. I don't know if you've heard that nickname before. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard um, <laughs> There we go. Uh, the, one person also asked, if you are willing to be a sleeper agent and torpedo the rest of the next season. I already know the answer to that. But I would ask you this, though, Andre. Uh, what if Sixer fans would promise to forever appreciate you if you were willing to take the dive at the free throw line and award them some frosties in the fourth quarter. Uh, <laughs> is this a regular season game or the playoff game? Regular, no, no, playoff game's out of pocket. That's okay. out of pocket. That's an out regular of pocket season request. Game. Okay. But regular season, you know what I'm saying? I feel like <laughs> that's a situational thing. I feel like Drum is the type of guy, if they're beating us and they're up at like 10 to 15, if they're up 10 to 15 and it's like only like a two-minute game left and he's at the free throw line, he'll be like, all right, I'll give the fans some frosties. But I'll if it's be- a tight game, it's close. He ain't giving the fans no frosties. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can see him. Oh, I can see him doing that. Like if they're if they're beating us, or if it's said if it's it's a big gap either way. So if we're winning by a lot, or if they're winning by a lot, and he's like, uh, oh, you don't need these free throws. I can see him saying, all right, I'll take a dive for the frosties. Yeah, I'll definitely do it. Cause I'm gonna go get one right after. <laughs> <laughs> Drum, it's been a pleasure to have you. Danny, you no, might have to if you don't. Nah, read, rate, subscribe, you. review, man. Appreciate you, King. You're, the, you're the man, you, man. We'll see you in a couple days, bro. Um, yes, sir. Good luck tomorrow. You have a game tomorrow, correct? Or the day uh, after? No, play the day after, Tuesday. Charlotte, right? Yeah. Good luck, my dog. We'll see you in a couple days. Appreciate you, fellas. Danny, did you know I used, Danny, did you know I used to cover Drum when he was in high school? I did not know that, but I know you covered him. Connecticut Basketball Club. I used to work for Five Star Basketball. I used oh, to yeah. watch him play against that. Isaiah Austins of the world, Nerlens Noel's of the world. He used to Got battle it. against George Niang's team all the time. Oh, oh yeah. Used be, yeah. Used to be the shit first. <laughs> Drum, we, we appreciate you, my man. Yeah, my dog. We appreciate you. Big love, man. We'll catch you, you soon. All right, brother. All right, man. Serious XM Podcasts.